to the Servant Leadership Institute podcast. My name is Brian Malinsky, and I am the Digital Marketing Specialist for the Servant Leadership Institute. And I am sitting today with Carol Malinsky, the Director of Content and Curriculum. Hi, Hello, everybody. Carol. <laughs> good to be back. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? Oh, yeah. It's always a great weekend, for sure. And uh, it's beautiful and sunny here in uh, Carlsbad, California. So we're very, very fortunate. Yes. And yeah, it was a beautiful weekend. Awesome. Well, I am really excited for this episode because we have some very interesting subject matter. So we have a podcast for you that is all about building and extending trust. And so today's conversation will be exploring some aspects of how to build trust properly. The conversation today will be to explore some aspects of building trust um, that confronts us in the workplace. So can you uh, go through a couple of the overall uh, points that we'll be including in this episode today, Carol? Sure, sure. My pleasure. Um, First of all, it's important that in any kind of, when you're confronted with any kind of trust situation or trust conflict, that you always check yourself first. Um, So that's, that's one of our major themes. Also, we're going to talk about the importance of the pause And the more I get into dealing with trust, writing about trust, talking about trust, as well as other subjects in servant leadership, we really are starting to learn about the importance of just taking a pause. And then, of course, if you behave in a way that damages trust, you need to behave your way out of that. Mm -hmm. Just talking about it won't work. You have to actually behave the proper behave the proper way Mm. um, when you violate behavior in some Mm -hmm. way. And so um, just talking about, oh, I'm gonna do better isn't quite enough. Yeah. So those are some of the major themes we're gonna we're gonna delve into today. Great. Well, so I guess the first best place to start (laughs) is can you can you uh, explain to us what creates great trust? Yeah, you know, um, this is a kind of, a, uh, it amuses me, but, you know, we use a lot of acronyms in our world. Everybody has them. Everybody uses them. Mm-hmm. And so I was taking a walk one day, I think it was outside this building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I decided, gee, maybe I can make up an acronym for trust. Ah, and yeah. so I, I did that. And... Um, you know, uh, accept it for what it's worth, Brian. <laughs> We're going to go through the acronym that I associate with trust. Great. And so the first letter is the letter T, and that stands for telling the truth. And the question is, you know, do we really tell the truth in our lives and in our work? Um, I think one of the things we get into at work is we want to present things in a positive light a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so we may sort of slant how we're presenting things, Mm -hmm. some of the data, uh, the timing of things, whatever it may be. It's, It's not really untrue. But it's not fully true either. Mm -hmm. And I think that can get us into a lot of trouble. 
And I think we need to be, um, you know, very honest about what we do present to our colleagues and uh, to our management. And, um, you know, if everybody operated that way, then it would be the norm. And, you know, trust would be a lot higher in our workplaces. Um, The other thing that, you know, the question that I always ask myself is, you know, um, what about the little white lie? That's something that I think everybody deals with and handles, um, you know, certain ways we may behave with our family members or our relatives that mm-hmm. um, are really involved, not not horrible lies, just little white lies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, overall, is that really the right thing to do? And I think you need to, again, check yourself take a pause and decide if you're handling that situation the right way. Perfect example in business. You have someone calling you and you don't really want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. So if you do have that that layer of um, administration, mm-hmm. you may say to your admin person, well, I really don't care to speak to so-and-so, so tell them I'm out of the office. Mm-hmm. Um, when really you're not out of the office at all. Gotcha. And I think sometimes that can get us into trouble um, in this area of the little white lie. And we need to come up with a different way to handle that, Mm -hmm. be it, um, you know, gee, he'd love to talk with you. He'd like to talk with you, but he simply, he or she simply can't right now. Can Mm -hmm. we set up a time for next week? Mm Um, I think there are ways that you can handle that persistence. And, um, and of course, a lot of our administrative people are very, very good at that kind of thing and handling that kind of thing. But I think we just need to be careful. Ch- again, check ourselves, take a pause, and uh, really ask ourselves, are we handling it the best way? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the area of telling the truth. And uh, the R then stands for resisting spreading the spread of misinformation or resist Uh. spreading misinformation. This one um, can be very complicated. Mm -hmm. But let me try and give you uh, an example. Um, I've worked in manufacturing companies where our folks that work on the manufacturing floor may see a slowdown in the number of jobs they have. Uh Someone then decides that must mean something. Mm -hmm. And what it must mean is something um, negative. Mm. So the work is slowing down. That must mean now we make the big leap, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be a layoff. Ah, yes. Complete misinformation. They have no information that is sound to go on, Mm -hmm. but people have a tendency to go to the negative place. Mm -hmm. And so now it becomes, oh, there must be something that's going to happen because the work is slowing down. Mm -hmm. It could be the work is slowing down because we simply don't have, you know, maybe our supplier is late and we don't have the parts to be able to do the jobs, so the jobs haven't been released to us yet. Yeah. A lot of different reasons that can go on. But what ends up happening is that piece of misinformation gets blown up. Yep. And now you have folks that are frightened. Yep. Um, 
you know, they, they don't know what to do, but there's, you know, talk going on amongst themselves that is not really apparent to management. Mm-hmm. And um, it can create an environment that's not, not a whole lot of fun to come into every day if you're worried and you're worried for no reason. Mm-hmm. So misinformation is really tough. It also goes, and I'm sure you've experienced this, is to the world of gossip, the wonderful world of gossip. Yes, yes. And um, gossip can be very damaging. At its at its height, it can get into some pretty complex, you know, human resources type issues. Oh, totally. And um, a lot of difficult situations for employees. Yes. Um, and even to the point of people being bullied when they shouldn't be bullied. Yep. Um, so misinformation is a big, big bugaboo. And it certainly, you know, it certainly lends itself to an environment that, where there is not very high trust going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be very, very damaging um, for people because you when you can't trust the people you're working with or the situation you're working in, mm-hmm. it makes it really hard for you to be good at what you do. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that <clears throat> in addition to gossip, too, when, when I was listening to what you were explaining, it also goes into into venting, right? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's being cognizant of how you, as the individual, are communicating out your frustrations to your other employees or anybody that's around you in the workplace because it could be that you're just having a an, an off day frustrated about something and next thing you know you're venting about the higher ups or you know the people below you or whoever in the mm-hmm. organization but if you're if you're talking to you know an admin person or just a coworker a friend you never know how they're going to receive that information internalize it and then you know starting to start to play telephone with the other individuals in the organization so yeah gossip and also venting and just being aware having that self-awareness of how you're properly communicating and particularly if you are a leader in the organization you have folks looking up to you for direction um you know it's more than just looking up to you for you know, what's the next next task I need to do? You know, mm-hmm. give me instruction in what I'm supposed to be doing. You're also looked at by your employees as far as what is your demeanor today? You know, yes. is, is my leader coming in every day in just this horrible mood? And, and, you know, I have certainly had leaders in my life where, you know, I almost had to be the therapist because they'd come in yeah. every day. And first of all, I didn't know who I would meet when they came in. Um, but, uh, you know, that just would verbalize things that they probably never should have verbalized to me. Yeah. Um, so we really need to check ourselves as leaders as far as, you know, how are we presenting information? Mm-hmm. Are we presenting it in a way that represents the company in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about, you know, um, making stuff up. No. You know, no. I'm just I'm just talking about, you know, taking the higher road, taking the more positive viewpoint, um, you know, telling people 
the truth Mm -hmm. as much as you can is going to build trust in your own, just in your own department, in your own small area. Mm -hmm. And that's going to permeate into other areas as well so that they know, um, you know, you build your own reputation Mm -hmm. for being a trustworthy leader. Great. You know, it's really very, very important. So going through this acronym, now we're on you. What does you mean? U stands for utilizing your talents to get results. We all know that um, even in a servant-led organization, everybody needs to get results, right? Or else you might as well not even have a company. So, So it's really key to utilize the talents that you have in order to serve in your company. And when you use those talents and you are accurate, you build a reputation for being accurate. People trust you. People say, oh, go to Brian because he's going to give you good data, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that mm-hmm. data, quote unquote, may be, um, people will know they're going to get the truth if they come to you. Mm-hmm. Or, since we're all human, you make a mistake, um, you can still know that, well, he may have made a mistake, but he's going to get the right answer. Oh, definitely. You know, he's going to go back and get the right answer. And and when we talk a little later about um, how sometimes trust is broken, that whole issue of accuracy in our work is going to come up again, um, and we'll, we'll discuss that more then. But one of the things that we need to do is make sure that we know what our talents and our gifts are. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. And they go through, you know, their whole working lives and they may not realize what their talents and gifts are. Mm -hmm. So we do uh, an exercise in our servant leadership training, an exercise that I know you went through. Yeah. And um, that is to think back in our lives and actually come up with or remember a story about a time when you felt particularly proud of your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to share that story with others and the others highlight for you what gifts and talents they see within that story. Mm-hmm. What kind of gifts were you displaying when you did whatever happened in your story yeah. um, that made you feel good. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. yeah. And what did you take away from that, do you think? Well, first it was, the, you know, the, the structure of the exercise was really exciting because you didn't have to worry about identifying your own gifts. <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. were able to just tell a story, mm-hmm. you know, tell, tell a simple story about your life, something that has happened to you um, sometimes when you were much younger. And um, but for whatever reason, these stories just stayed with you and, and, and they were kind of a, you know, a hallmark in your life. And then going through that, uh, having uh, having a partner there to go ahead and say, wow, it, it sounds like you're, you know, you have, uh, you know, a gift in creativity and you have a gift in being kind of a visionary and. Uh, you you had really good problem solving skills right there, and uh, it sounded like you were you were very um, very good at critical thinking, and you know 
all, all these different things. And, and, and soon enough, you ha- end up having 20 characteristics, 20 different gifts. And then through this process, you kind of start to whittle those down a little bit more. And some of them will be ones that you've never thought that you, I, you, know, you, you would identify with. And other ones you kind of always always knew about yourself and going, yeah, yeah, I kind of always knew about that. And that's probably one of those gifts that in any story they'll pop up. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a very interesting experience. And afterwards, a big takeaway, and I think that this is, you know, this is a big, this is the advantage to doing something like this is to your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, you, you mm-hmm. know, your self-esteem grows. The the impact that it makes you to go, wow, I have, I didn't even know I had these. Yeah. And now my toolbox is filled with things that, that I never even took time to think about having to do with myself. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and fortunately and unfortunately, you're right. Some people end up going to, into a career that they go in for other reasons um, outside of indulging what their gifts are. <laughs> you know, they go in to be a doctor because that was the family practice. Or they go into being an accountant because they liked their, you know, fifth grade math teacher. And they just <laughs> really, really liked math and they always wanted to work with numbers. But when they start doing it day in and day out, um, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And I, I think that happens a lot with people. Um, and yeah, this is just a really good exercise. Yeah. So let, let me try and obviously the, the connection here is when we know what our gifts and talents are and we use them, it makes the output of our work a lot better, right? Stronger, more accurate, um, done in a timely fashion because we're in our groove. We're, We're doing what we were meant to do. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is you become this person who's a go-to person mm-hmm. that people trust. I know I can go to Brian and I'm going to get X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And that just, think about if you had a whole building full of people mm-hmm. working in that way, there's going to be positive results. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really, really important to use those gifts that we have. I mean, what's the point if we don't use them, right? So Exactly. Use them and we'll build credibility and trust. Next in our little acronym is the letter S. The letter S. Which stands for serve others first. Mm. So this is, an, is, I know we've talked about serve first before, but just... As a refresher to folks, serving first is really obviously key to the servant leader. That's his whole purpose. But it really becomes a mindset when you make it part of who you are. And when you go into any encounter with the attitude of, you know, what can I give, not what can I get. Mm -hmm. So... I walk into a meeting, and in my head, in my mind, my mindset is, how do I serve in this meeting? Mm -hmm. Not, 
how do I win my point over, you know, Brian over there? Mm-hmm. But how do I serve Brian? And how do I serve the organization? And if we all think in that way, then we build trust. I mean, it starts as an individual. When you serve others first, you become very trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And again, people go to you as a person of trust and credibility. So serving first is sort of automatic um, to building trust and to build a trust trusting environment. Yeah. But it really takes that change in, I think, how you look at things, mm-hmm. your perspective. And um, for a servant leader, I mean, I, I really feel like you can truly say you're a servant leader when you have that kind of attitude. Yeah. And it's not easy. You know? No, no, no. And it's really easy to just, you know, go through our day the way we've always gone through our day for however long we have been working and leading. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes a lot of conscious, intentional thinking to get yourself to the point where you do go in with the attitude of how am I going to serve in here? Yeah, and and to clarify too, what we're talking about is the prior prioritization of your motivations going into any particular interaction, right? Or going into your workday, because we're not saying to ignore yourself. You know, <laughs> we're not saying put yourself on the back burner because you need to be caring about others. Because as we know, if you are not properly caring for yourself, you can't care for other people properly. But what we're saying is that if you're going into a meeting and you're you're sitting at the table and you look around and everybody at that table is caring about their self-progression, a raise that's coming up, a promotion, and getting to that place at all costs instead of looking instead of looking at those same people around and knowing that every single person at that table uh, is, is looking to grow the company and grow mm-hmm. their relationships with everybody and doing it together. And you, as the individual, it, being in that same mindset of going, yeah, I, I, I know that there's, I, I know that, you know, all of those things are important all of my all of my self growth is is important but right now i'm going to make sure that so and so has what they need i'm i'm affecting the other person across the table from me in the proper manner and i'm not trying to go over them i'm not trying to step on their heads i'm not trying <laughs> to do any of that kind of stuff to get ahead because we're all going to get ahead we just, you know, to be able to do it together. I think it's just a clarity. You know, it's a it's a redefining of your motivations. Yeah, so it occurs to me, you know, if we're thinking in terms of our, our key points at the very beginning of, of the podcast, and we've talked about checking yourself. Um, but here's where the importance of the pause comes in, as mm-hmm. it does in so many situations, probably all these situations that we're talking about is taking that moment and just stopping and thinking, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish here? You know, what am I, who am I serving? 
Mm-hmm. What am I trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What's the end goal? You know, maybe you do a scan of the room and you kind of check out people from the standpoint of body language, um, the tone of their voice. Mm-hmm. Can you tell that so and so has already got something going on and they're a little pushed out of shape? Yeah. Because that's that should affect mm-hmm. how you approach what you're trying to do in that situation. So the importance of the pause. Slowing down. Yeah, slowing yeah. your mind down, slowing yourself down, and just being an observer for a minute and getting your bearings in the room, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really important. Hmm. And that takes us to our final T in the acronym. Uh, the final T. <laughs> which is to treat others with dignity and respect. And, you know, we go along and we think, well, that's easy. I'm polite. I'm nice. You know, I put a smile on my face. But am I, am I, as, am I as good with people that think differently than I do? Mm as I am with people who think exactly like I do? Mm-hmm. You know, am I truly treating everybody with dignity and respect? And that isn't just what I say to their face. That's what I say about them with other people around. Mm-hmm. Gets back to that gossip thing, right? Well, yeah, and it also goes into, you know, where your, where your thoughts are about that person after you leave that meeting. Or after yeah, you leave that yeah. interaction. I mean, I've, I've struggled with that in the past of, you know, walking away from an interaction knowing that I did not, you know, that I, that I interacted totally fine with that person. But for whatever reason, we just didn't jive with one another. And something that they said rubbed me the wrong way. And now I'm building resentment in my own head for that person. And that's a slippery slope that you can end up going down because you end up indulging that in your own thoughts mm. and you know that mm. you're not hurting anybody necessarily yeah. because it's not out in the open but you kind of just now have this cloud around you <laughs> and for whatever reason and it could take a long time but you end up just kind of that that resentment can grow and if you don't check it and say okay well maybe it was just because of so, you know some reason you know maybe they weren't fully educated on on the amount of stuff that you knew about that subject or whatever but to go back to that person or to make sure that you can gain uh, uh you know just that different mindset or just stopping yourself stopping those thoughts flat in their tracks and saying okay dignity and respect dignity and respect i need to go back and i need to you know build this proper representation of this person even in my own head Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and giving them that you know because that's going to be the best for both of you guys yeah we're all going to have people that for whatever reason you know you this is not going to be my best buddy yeah it's just the way it is We're, we're very different people but that does not mean that I can't treat them with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. And again, it's all a matter of, it's almost like you're building this person that is a trustworthy person yourself, mm-hmm. right? And part of that is treating others with dignity and respect. Yeah. 
Oh, totally. So this whole little acronym, all the things that we're talking about, really goes to building yourself up to be someone who is trustworthy. And, um, you know, if everybody was built up that way, wow, it would be really easy. (laughs) (laughs) It would be pretty amazing. (laughs) life Life would be a whole lot easier. Um, so can you kind of summarize for us, Brian? Yeah, so quickly, we'll, I'll just go through um, those five, uh, five items that we brought up. So T is for telling the truth. R was for resist spreading misinformation, that gossip. U was utilizing your talents. S was for serving others first, and T was for treat others with dignity and respect. So I have a question now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> so this is, this is a fantastic steps to take. But what if the trust has been broken? Mm. Um, what then? How do we get back on track? Yeah, that's... That's really the crux of the matter, isn't it? Because we do have things that um, that happen in life, and we break we break trust with people. I can give you a couple of examples. I know that I have dealt with personally. Um, one is I, you know, I had a, a gentleman that I reported to some years ago, and I had spent. You know, it was just one of those things where he and I did not... I felt like we didn't speak the same language. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, almost literally didn't speak the same language. Oh, wow, yeah. Because, you know, he used a lot of technical terms that I was not familiar with using, and so it was like two people speaking two different languages. But he and I were both very committed to servant leadership and... So as time went by, we built a really, you know, we built a much better relationship. It was really pretty great. Mm. And then one day I turned in some work to him and I made an error on it. Mm. And it was work that he needed um, to be able to build a report he was going to give. And so the report, you know, the information I gave him was not accurate. And... um, he, he asked me the question, he said, what do you think happens when you give me, you know, something like this? And I said, well, I've broken the trust we have between us. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to have to work to build it back. Mm-hmm. And it felt really lousy. But I made sure from that standpoint, you know, going forward, that I doubled, tripled, quadrupled (laughs) checked my work yeah so that i could gain back over time the trust that we had built up between the two of us now that's a very minor example yeah but um you know part of that whole story is that i don't think i would have had that clarity you know five years before Oh, gotcha. But through the work that we did at uh, Daytron World Communications, you know, in implementing servant leadership, um, I looked at things in a different way. Yeah. And, 
you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you just threw yourself on your sword or whatever. No, you know, it's, I made a mistake and I need to be willing to be transparent and say, yeah, I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, How I handle that from that point on is very important and to not, you know, go on forever beating yourself up, but rather to fix it and to fix it going forward so Mm -hmm. that you do rebuild that trust. Yep. So that was, you know, just one small example of breaking trust. But I've also, you know, I've had that happen with um, other people. And, you know, it, I sometimes think it, it hurts, you know, the person who broke the trust as much as it hurts the person who was the victim of the broken trust. Yeah. You know, but it is very important to rebuild it. And... Um, I think it definitely can be done, mm-hmm. but you just, of course, both parties have to be willing that it's going to be rebuilt. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. And you need to be very, very consistent going forward as far as being trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Stephen M. R. Covey, who wrote really the seminal work on trust to, to us, which is The Speed of Trust... He says in that book, you know, you can't behave yourself out of what you behaved yourself into, mm-hmm. right? Or you can't, you have to behave yourself out because mm-hmm. you behaved yourself into the untrustworthy place. Yes. Only behaving in a trustworthy manner will get you out of yes. that situation. So really, really um, important. But it def- very definitely can be done as long as, you know, everyone is committed to that and to working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other really big question that comes to mind, and you may have been going to ask me this, is uh, how do we trust somebody that we don't know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really key in companies because, um, you know, if I'm a worker out on the manufacturing floor and or I'm a technician, or I'm whatever, and there's a vice president who walks around the building now and again, um, how do I trust that person? I don't know anything about them. Yep. And um, there's a, a quote from John Gruden that I really, really like. He says that, that um, it is better to trust and be disappointed occasionally than to trust, than to mistrust and be miserable all the time. Yeah. And so with anyone we meet, particularly in that work situation, you have to practice something that we call um, business trust, or Covey would call it smart trust. I like business trust because that's what what, um, we used uh, at Daytron. And um, I had someone who came to me and said that very thing, someone who reported to me, to say, how do I trust, you know, trust is tough for me. How do I trust somebody I don't know? Mm-hmm. And um, when you're in a business situation, it's really a matter of extending the trust first. Yes. Giving them the benefit of the doubt until they prove themselves trustworthy or untrustworthy Mm -hmm. and that's the risk that you have to take yep 
But it's so important to have that trust in an, in a company mm-hmm. that it's really imperative that you go ahead and ex- take that step, extend the trust first, and then you know if it's if you find that that person is trustworthy, great. Mm-hmm. If you find that they're not, that's a whole nother issue, mm-hmm. and you may have to somehow that may have to be communicated to them and and uh you know hopefully they'll work to regain the trust once they know that there's a problem yeah you know but um it's just so key i mean when we don't trust one another i'm double checking everything you give me and i'm not believing what you say to me and it just creates all kinds of mess yeah. It really does. Yeah, I know that we had referenced it in the uh, uh, earlier, but you know, it really goes back to you know um, the way that you're thinking about your thinking and and mm-hmm. and looking back and saying, okay, um, I don't know that person well or if at all. Why do I think that they're going to fail? Or why you know for, to to your example, if if there's if there's someone at the lower end of a company and looking at the CEO or the or the vice president or anybody, and the first thing that they think of is he must be up to something. <laughs> you know, yeah, or yeah. what does he do all day? Or, you know, is he, is he, is, is his actions, uh, you know, representing the company in the, in the best light? Right. Because unfortunately we have really, really bad examples all around us. Mm-hmm. Um, we see it in the news constantly of people that fail at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, that can make every, anyone very, very cynical. Um, and, and in addition to that, there is this mindset of, I don't want to extend out this trust because I don't want to get hurt. Right. And I think that what, what Covey talks about and also what we endorse too is, is you know, being hurt can be a very real thing. It, it's a reality. I mean, people, people will fail um, and they could fail you sometimes, but that still doesn't allow for... Um, you to always mistrust, always never extend it out. Say, well, I I I tried it once, and I'm just never going to do that again because I got hurt so bad the first time. Mm-hmm. And soon enough, you're doing that with completely different people. <laughs> it, you know, it, mm-hmm. it happens in relationships too, where you go, no, I had a I had a horrible breakup, so I'm not going to you know I'm not going to be that vulnerable with someone or, or, you know, allow someone to affect me in that way again. And that's just not, that's just not right. Um, and you can't, you can't build this really, really solid trust unless you are vulnerable and optimistic, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mm -hmm. and, and extend out that trust. So that's great. That's awesome. Very true. So thank you once again, Carol, um, for, uh, sitting down with me and talking trust today. Um, I loved your acronym, and uh, for everybody who's listening, I really hope, we really hope that this helped you out. Um, Do you have any final words for us, Carol? I do have some final words for you. It's very important to Brian and I um, to hear your thoughts on this. And this acronym of, uh, you know, tell the truth, resist spreading misinformation, utilizing your talents, serving others first, and treating others with dignity and respect. If you have other other ways you 
can think of of expressing trust in that acronym format, feel free to email those ideas to us at info at servantleadershipinstitute.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Yeah, it makes us better too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We love to hear success stories and we love to see how you guys are participating with servant leadership in your organization and in your personal life. So we thank you once again for allowing us to to impact your day positively through listening to this podcast. We are astounded at how <laughs> many downloads we're having on oh, our podcast, yeah. you know? It's it's fantastic. We love to see that this is actually working for you guys. Um, so yeah, any suggestions, any questions that you guys ever have about the material that we bring up to, to you guys in this podcast format, go ahead and email us at info at servantleadershipinstitute.com. Go ahead and go on our website. We're constantly promoting um, uh, new blog posts. We have videos up there. And then also we have an upcoming conference the 2019 Servant Leader Conference that's in March of 2019. That's going to be very, very exciting. And uh, just go on our website and, and, and explore around. We have some, um, some great info on all of those things. So for now, thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day. Thanks, everyone. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Registration for our upcoming 2019 Servant Leader Conference is open. The theme this year is, Are You Able? It's a simple question that holds a lot of weight. Visit our website at www.servantleadershipinstitute.com to get all the details about how to register. Thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day.